0: Hey folks, it's Mark Aram. I hope you're enjoying the Mark Aram Show podcast. A reminder: you can hear this very radio show live Monday through Friday. We're live six to eight p.m. Monday through Friday on ninety-five point five WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. It's Friday. We made it. We're gonna have some fun for the next two hours, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Aram here at six oh eight. 54, chilly degrees on Peachtree Street. Uh, we got a big show tonight. Johnny Kielbasa is off, but Jay Black is in. He's joining us live from Jacksonville. We'll preview the big Georgia-Florida game. We've got some fun stuff in the second hour, including Longoria. Mm -hmm. This amazing story. You're not going to believe this story. How much money shoe models are making at one of Atlanta's most uh, popular gentlemen's club? Wow. It's going to blow your mind. I'm sure it is. We're in the wrong business, my friend. We are. We are are in the wrong (laughs) business. I can't tell you that. Uh, We're going to cover some breaking news to start off. You heard it here live on WSB Radio. We had sentencing today uh, for the former DeKalb County police officer, Chip Olson. I am going to sentence
1: you to 20 years to serve the first 12 in custody. You will get credit for the two days that you served. You are not allowed to ever work in law enforcement. You are not allowed to possess any firearms.
0: 20 year sentence, 12 to serve in this uh, highly publicized case in which a DeKalb police officer shot and killed a naked, unarmed military veteran. Breaking it down for us and joining us live on the program is WSB legal analyst Ron, Ron Carlson. Phil Holloway. Sorry, Phil. How are you, buddy?
2: I'm doing great,
0: Mark.
3: And look, there's nothing wrong with the, uh sort
0: of pulled into the good company of uh, senior legal analyst Ron Carlson. Indeed. Are you in uh, a in a potty right now if we've got a little weird connection? No, I'm not. Is there this we thing go. Better? Oh, that's 100% All right. better. All right. So uh, you heard the sentence, 20 years but 12 to serve. Let's start with that. What the heck does that mean?
3: Well, it means that he has to serve 20 years in prison unless he is paroled earlier than that. After 12 years, he will be on probation for the remaining eight. During that period of time on probation, he has to live up to certain rules like you can't get in trouble, you can't take drugs without a prescription, basic common sense, things like that. She imposed some special conditions such as not possessing a firearm. Of course, that goes along with being a convicted felon anyway.
0: So last month, uh, Olson, who's 57, was acquitted on murder charges, uh, but convicted on four lesser charges, aggravated assault, making false statement to police officer and two counts of violating his oath of office. Uh, does, does, though, does the sentence today that was handed down jive with you for the uh, crimes that he was convicted of?
3: You no, know, I tell you, Mark. He was very well served by his counsel. But this having turned down a plea deal that would have involved a 15-year sentence, now, interestingly enough, following the jury's verdict, the prosecutor recommended a sentence of 20 years. Uh, I don't know what the reasoning was behind that increase from a. 15 to 20 year recommendation. But nevertheless, he came out of it with less than what was on the table going into the trial. So from that perspective, it is something of a win. This is sort of what you might expect for someone who is convicted of aggravated assault, particularly when someone has died as a result. Now, aggravated assault in and of itself doesn't always warrant this type of prison sentence. But when someone dies, I think that that makes a big difference to a sentencing judge.
0: WSB uh, political, uh, WSB legal analyst. I'll get it right, Phil. Phil Holloway joins us on the Mark Aram Show. Earlier today, you heard it here live on WSB. Former DeKalb County police officer Robert Chip Olson sentenced to 20 years, 12 to serve in prison. You mentioned he turned down that 15-year plea, uh, plea deal. Uh, is this it now? Are we going to see any appeals from the defense, or, or is this, uh, this case closed officially?
3: Oh, I would be shocked if there were not an appeal. There's always an appeal after a trial. That being said, he's going to be serving his sentence most likely while the appeal runs its course. Theoretically, they could ask for an appeal bond, but those are rarely granted, especially in felony cases like this. So he will be serving his sentence most likely while his appellate team puts an appeal together and that's going to take years.
0: So he he will spend tonight in uh, behind bars. That That's it. He is going to be behind bars tonight.
3: He will be behind bars tonight. And at some point the DeKalb County Jail will notify the state uh, Department of Corrections. And given the fact that he is a former police officer, I imagine that he will be in the custody of the Georgia Department of Corrections in very short order.
0: As a former police officer, Phil, is he going to be in protective custody once once he gets to, to prison?
3: He will not be in protective custody per se. Now, that being said, certain individuals who are in the state prison system, such as police officers and other officials who might otherwise become targets, are somewhat isolated because of the uh, the threats that they could could be uh, in in danger of receiving from, from other inmates. So police officers, or former police officers, I should say, are usually more closely guarded. So I wouldn't say it's special treatment. It's certainly not going to be a cakewalk for him, but they will take measures to protect him.
0: I would hope so. I I could only imagine what a what a former law enforcement officer would have to deal with behind bars. Hang on a second. Uh, WSB legal analyst Phil Holloway joining us on the Mark Aram show, breaking down today's breaking news. Former DeKalb police officer Chip Olson sentenced to 20 years with 12 to serve in prison for shooting and killing a naked, unarmed military veteran. Uh, Phil Holloway. So we know a jury sentenced uh, Chip Olson. To, I guess it was a month ago or so, uh, but it was the judge that handed down the sentence. Is that normal that the jury will find the defendant guilty or not guilty, but it's up to the judge to determine the sentence? Is that usually how it works?
3: That is how it works in the state of Georgia. I want to take a second to draw a parallel to the recent case out of Texas where the female Dallas police officer was convicted by a jury of murder. You remember that case not too long ago?
4: Yes. They have.
3: They have jury sentencing in Texas, and she received a sentence of 10 years for murder. So if you put those things side by side, there are some very big discrepancies uh, from one state to the next in terms of how things are done. And I would be, I would not all be surprised, Mark, if the jury in the Olson case, had they known what the potential sentence would have been for aggravated assault, I would not be surprised if the verdict had been even more in his favor than it was. Interesting. Juries don't, juries don't know what the sentencing options are. The punishment is left entirely up to the judge in Georgia, with the exception of death penalty cases.
0: That's WSB legal analyst Phil Holloway. Follow him on Twitter, at Phil Holloway ESQ, which is short for Esquire. Phil, always a pleasure. Thank you, sir.
3: Anytime, I'm
0: Take care. Uh, Covering the breaking news for us and was in the courtroom when it happens, WSB's Veronica Waters, she joins us now live on the Mark Aram Show. Veronica, uh, sentence handed down, uh, 20 years, 12 to serve. The reaction first from uh, the victim's family. What did they think about this sentence?
1: They said that they don't feel that they completely got the justice that they thought was due here in memory of Tony Hill, as they're calling him now. Um, Carolyn Jumo said, without anyone asking her, I didn't get what I wanted. I wanted the maximum, but some time is better than no time. And that's tack that the tactic that the defense, uh, the, the Cab Ch- County District Attorney is taking, too, that uh, their position is we got some measure of justice. We got some kind of conviction here in a nation where police officers are rarely indicted, let alone convicted of anything. Um, so I think people are trying to see the silver lining here. And I think there's a silver lining for Robert Olson too, because he got far less than the max he could have.
0: Yeah, the max would have been 30 years, 25 to serve. What was the reaction from Olson and his family when uh, the judge uh, told him the verdict?
1: He was pretty stoic uh, at that point. He had gotten emotional earlier during the sentencing. I'm not sure if you saw that. There were a couple times where he kind of choked back tears. Um, particularly when one of his friends was testifying as a character witness on his behalf. But by the time uh, he had decided not to speak in court, and I think we were surprised by that because his lawyer said that he would. Um, So by the time the judge handed down sentencing and she said to him, I know I've, I've seen you crying, I know that you've been reliving this day, And uh, she gave the sentence, and I didn't see really much of any reaction on his face. I didn't see any surprise. I didn't see tears again. Um, His wife, Kathy Olsen, remember, she got really emotional at the conviction. Yeah. And she ran out of the courtroom saying, it's not true. It's not true. Uh, Today she was actually pretty fine. Um, her husband walked out of the courtroom, and, but people kept uh, sort of gathering around her and sort of consoling her when she didn't actually seem to need consolation, and she ended up bursting into tears at that point. Um, I think all of the well-wishing just made, made a damn break there.
0: I, I, w- I assumed we would hear from uh, the former DeKalb police officer today during sentencing. That surprised me that, that he didn't speak on his own behalf.
1: Yeah, I think we were all surprised, as I said, because his lawyer said— even in court, that he was going to speak. And he testified at his immunity hearing last year. So we haven't actually heard anything from Robert Olson's mouth uh, on the stand since May of last year. And uh, he did not have a good showing then. The prosecutor, Pete Johnson, really gave him what for in his cross-examination there. And, uh, but he's had, what, a year and a half to prepare since then to get on the stand. He decided not to testify in his own defense at trial, But we really thought he was going to speak at sentencing. It would have been his opportunity to express remorse, as the family and the prosecutor said he had not done. Um, But he just, maybe he got so emotional that he just decided, can't do it.
0: WSB legal reporter Veronica Waters live on this breaking news. Chip Olson, former DeKalb County police officer, sentenced today. You heard it on WSB radio. 20 years with 12 to serve in prison for shooting and killing Naked, unarmed Anthony Hill back in March of 2015. Veronica, thank you. We'll look forward to hearing you at the news again at 630. Always a pleasure, buddy.
1: Thank you. my friend.
0: Uh, your thoughts on the sentence. 20 years, 12 to serve, 404 1-800-WSV-TALK. You can tweet your reaction to me, at Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. It's the Friday edition of the Mark Arum Show, 95.5 W-S-V. Chip Olson, sentenced to 20 years, 12 to serve. You just heard from Veronica Waters, who's live in the courtroom. Your thoughts on that verdict? Larry's in Jasper. Larry, what do you think about 20 years, 12 to serve, my friend?
5: I I feel like I'm missing something. When this case made the news, I just I thought that I remembered the story going that he was called out and this guy was threatening and the guy charged him. Well, yeah. if you're a police, if you're yeah, a
2: that, that's, officer- not 100%, that's not a hundred
0: percent. That's not a hundred percent accurate. So he was dispatched. The police officer Chip Olson was dispatched to a mentally uh, ill person call, a Signal Twenty Two. They call it in the County. He went out uh, because there was a naked man, Anthony Hill, was walking around this uh, apartment complex. When he got there, uh, I don't know if he was threatening or not, but he was he was heading toward. The DeKalb County police officer and witnesses say he was like, Oh, the the police are here. They're my friends. And on his way, uh, obviously, the DeKalb officer thought he was being threatened and shot and killed him. Uh, That's the way I know the story. We know the verdict, we know the sentence. Your thought 20 years, 12 to serve. Jay Black joins us next as well, live from Jacksonville. This is The Mark Aram Show. Hey,
5: this is
1: Lois Griffin, and you are listening to The Mark Aram Show. 6:39,
0: 639, 53 degrees on Peachtree Street, Two and a half on the Mark Aram Show back sweat meter. Going to have some fun at 7. Got some fun stories to talk about. I'll continue to take your calls about today's breaking news. The verdict in the uh, Robert Chip Olson case, former Decap police officer sentenced to 20 years, 12 to serve for the uh, shooting of an unarmed uh, veteran in March of 2015. Uh, Your thoughts and reactions to that uh, sentencing today you heard here live on WSB Radio. But we're getting primed for the big game tomorrow in Jacksonville, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. No one covers a cocktail party like WSB sports director Jay Black, who joins us live from uh, Jacksonville, probably in the landing right now with one of those big margaritas. How are you, Jay Bird?
6: Since I'm filling in for Johnny Kilbasa, I do have a Jacksonville fast food review if we need it tonight.
0: Uh, well, you better lead off with that, my friend. Do, do we need the, the fast food sounder first? Let's do the fast food sounder, Johnny Kilbasa.
7: <laughs> and now, on The Mark Aram Show, it's time for the fast food review. Joining
0: us live, wearing khaki pants and a collared shirt. The shirt is white. The shirt is white. Jay Black. Live from Jacksonville with a fast food review. What do we got, uh, Jay Bird?
6: The restaurant is called PDQ. It's like a local chicken chain. Okay. And the sandwich I had today was a generous helping of a uh, of a chicken patty, so to speak. Very <laughs> thick. With
5: it's called p- a chicken breast, probably. For chicken
6: breast, yeah. yeah. Ch- chicken chicken patty, patty, chicken breast. <laughs> the chicken was plentiful, wedged in between pimento cheese. Ooh bacon Ooh. and lettuce on a ciabatta bun it was a 9.5 on the jay black chicken meter is that the first
0: time in your life you've ever said a ciabatta uh, on the radio yeah all right there you go so, so good good for jay black breaking his ciabatta virginity here live on the mark aram show it was fantastic well that's a nice base because this is a long big weekend uh dogs tomorrow taking on hated gators uh in florida uh, what times our coverage start, Jay Bird?
6: We'll get things going at 11.30 tomorrow morning with Dog Talk pregame. Tailgate show 12.30 with Neil Williamson, Lauren Smith, and then Eric Zier and Scott Howard will kick things off at 3.39 from TIAA Bank Field Stadium, whatever they call it. Over
0: Gator there. Bowl. Yeah. Um, we, I talked to you yesterday when I was filling for Von Hessler. I, I'm shocked that the Bulldogs are favored in this game. Is that just me being the pessimistic Bulldog fan that I am that – we struggle in, in Jacksonville all the time.
6: I thought it might be a point or two. The six kinda got my attention or the six and a half. That that, that that was a little higher than I thought it would be. I, I I think that is giving the dogs plenty of respect knowing that this team Should be a national title contender, had a serious stumble against South Carolina, but there's confidence that they can fix what was broken, turn it around, and be ready to go for the Gators with a week off.
0: WSB Radio Sports Director Jay Black joining us live from Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, Dog Nation there in mass yet, uh, or are they late-arriving crowd right now? Oh, yeah,
6: they were were here, wound up, ready to go, went down to RV City last night, which is one of the most unique places you can ever go for a football game, Mm -hmm. and it was – Quite packed. I was I was surprised though that it was maybe toned down just a little bit, especially on Halloween. Yeah. that, that kind of got my attention. But oh yeah, they they are here. The landing is not here anymore though, so that's new. Uh, the Jacksonville landing got torn down, so that oh. was one of the big hot spots. They've everybody's had to adjust to that. They've kind of relocated things. They added a uh, Georgia Florida baseball game, an exhibition at the minor league park uh, to kind of sp- spice things up a little bit. Uh, we got to Chuck.
0: I want you to wait on this. Uh, so, our governor. Uh, has a bet with Florida's governor. So Brian Kemp made a bet with uh, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida on this game, okay? Mm-hmm. okay? And I think they've got this backwards. So according to Brian Kemp, you know what? Can I play some audio here, Longoria? Let me, let me play Make what Brian sure. Kemp governor tweeted Brian out here.
7: Kemp here. I was talking to Governor Ron DeSantis from Florida a couple of days ago about the big game in Jacksonville this weekend, the Georgia Florida game. I think the Dogs are going to win the third in a row in this long series that has such great tradition. He disagreed with me, so we put a little wager on the game. If the gators somehow prevail, I've agreed to go down to the Everglades and go python hunting to help Ron with the big problem they have in their state. When the dogs win, like I think they will, I'm going to bring him up to South Georgia. We're going to go feral hog hunting after some of those hogs that are destroying our South Georgia farmers.
0: So, so, my Chuck, shouldn't that be reversed? Like, shouldn't the loser have to host the winner to hunt, like on a hunting trip? Uh, yeah. Like, if, if, if Florida loses, I would think that Florida's uh, governor would be like, all right, come down, hunting trip on me, we'll go hunt pythons. Wait, yeah, that... but they
8: want to, I I think they want to make it about their state. So if Georgia wins, Georgia gets to make it about their state and drag the Florida governor up here. If Florida oh, wins, yeah. they get to make it about their state, and they'll drag the gov- Georgia governor down there. I yeah. have
7: no I analysis of python or <laughs> hog hunting. Yeah.
0: Well, Chuck, would you rather hunt python or hog?
8: Ooh, I mean, I love hog hunting. But, but i never had a python. Right, yeah. I think I might have to do that.
0: But do you, hogs taste better. That's, I've never had a python. Yeah. I'll, I'll do you know why, why there's never... even pythons in Florida? Because people let them go. Yeah. People Just buy them, them as pets. They get and too big and they let control. them go. Yeah, that's our sports analysis right there. <laughs> Jay Black joining us live from Jacksonville. Jay, give me a quick prediction before we let you go.
6: I, I'm 55% confident that Georgia wins, which is not very high. I think these two teams are, are very evenly matched. You really can't judge Anything when you go into this game, but I do think Georgia's better.
0: There you go. Jay Black calls it 55 to nothing. He predicts a Georgia (laughs) victory here on the home of the dogs. All our coverage starts at 12:30. Have fun tonight, Jay Bird. Don't go python hunting. Got it. All right. Jay Black live in Jacksonville. More of your calls and does Alex Williams know this food next on the Mark Aram Show. 404-872-0750, 404 1-800-WSB-TALK. Still covering the breaking news you heard here live on WSB Radio. Former police officer Robert Chip Olson sentenced today to 20 years in prison with 12 to serve for the shooting and killing of a naked, unarmed military veteran back in March of 2015. Your thoughts on the sentence at 404 872 750 1-800-WSB-TALK. Don's in Snellville, Georgia. Don, welcome to the program.
7: How are you doing? What's going on, Donna? Oh, I have been a long, long time fan of the dogs. Now, go back to the Spurrier uh, era. Uh, We always got our our backsides handed to us because we always ran up the scores. Mm -hmm. Now, when Rick came in, well, even before then, I I can't say about Donna, but when Rick came in, if you'll remember, it didn't matter whether – Georgia was 12 or, or Florida was 15, it was always maybe one or three points difference.
0: Mm-hmm.
7: Because when you go down there, they put all bets off. That's it. At least, and and, and I don't care if it's one point or three points as long as we win. A win
0: is a win. So what do you think? Are you confident
7: about a victory tomorrow? Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be in the three to six points.
0: There you go. Don and Snellville setting the line. I think the key for Georgia, as it should have been the key in the South Carolina game, is just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And you you set up successful run game, Longoria. You know this. You're a big football guy. You're a former offensive lineman. Uh, Yeah. The big hogs up front. You run the ball successfully, you're Mm -hmm. able to pass uh, more easily. That's the way I, I think it should go. Rhonda joins us in Jackson. Rhonda, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. How are you? I am blessed. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing I'm doing well. I'm making my way back up to Dalton driving through, so Bless your heart. Uh yes, say a prayer. Um does anybody have any information about some some news that The Rock has built a farm in Powder Springs?
0: Yeah, well, that's not exact not exactly the story. So The Rock chuck you like this cuz you're a big fan of The Rock, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson. He bought a uh mansion uh, on farmland. He, he didn't buy it. I mean, he didn't build it. He bought it for $9.5 million. I think the breaking news there is there's a $9.5 million home in Powder Springs. Like, I've been to Powder Springs a lot. I've never seen a $9.5 million <laughs> home. But that's. Sitting on a farm, too. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, apparently, a uh, a lawyer had, o- uh, had owned it and had it for sale. Um, maybe it was Phil Holloway that owned it. I don't know. Mm. But uh, yeah, so The Rock is going to have a, a huge mansion, eight bedroom, nine bath, a lot of stone. In the house, Chuck, a lot of stone. More and, baths
5: than bedrooms. That's interesting.
0: Well, that's a guy man after my oh, own heart. Yeah, yeah. I need more bathrooms than bedrooms as well. But apparently it's a, it's a lovely farm, home, mansion type of thing uh, in Powder Springs. <laughs> type of thing, yeah. And it's only 30 minutes from the airport. So I guess that's important for those, yeah. uh, for the Hollywood elite types to be able to jet off to Hollywood or the south of France or whatever. But, yeah, that's the, that's the deal, Rhonda.
3: Well,
1: I was just wondering if maybe that's going to increase the film industry with him being located
8: here.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the more things that are filmed in Hollywood, the more people are going to set up roots here. You know, instead of just renting all the time, you, you buy a place. I mean, listen, they can afford it. Rock, The Rock makes, I don't know, $150 million a year. Yeah, I'm sure he's not staying here like yeah. 24-7. It's he's just doing a, fine. He's just st- an Atlanta he was hope. sick of the residents in. He's like, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you oh, you know, you're staying with Russ in Gainesville. He's like, I can't commute from Gainesville all the time. Uh, we'll get to Russ in a second. Alex Williams, you ready to play? Uh, Does Alex Williams know this food? Yeah, man.
4: Does Alex Williams know this food? Does Alex Williams know this food? Does Alex Williams know this food?
1: That boy don't know what that is.
0: Alex Williams, a valued, for the most part, member of Triple Team Traffic on on the days he's here and focused. Um, But he's a great guy. He just does not have much food knowledge. So we ask Alex Williams a different food item once in a while to see if he knows it. I have confidence you're going to get this one. You ready, little guy? All right. Let's do it. All right. Today is National calzone day what is a calzone alex will um it's like a pizza but it's um kind of more like a pie like a sandwich pie kind of <laughs> thing i don't know how to describe it sandwich pie <laughs> i'll take i'll take a sandwich pie yeah it's uh, oh good for you <laughs> I'll, I'll take that it's it's basically a pizza turned in inside out you know, sure, you flip yeah. it over. Yeah. It's not made like that though. It's, it's made like, it looked like a big empanada, but with exactly, pizza. Exactly, yes. yes. exactly. So today, happy national calzone day to uh, Alex Williams. Alex Williams did not know that food. He did. Good job, little guy. Thanks, guys. I even tried to throw him off with the Italian pronunciation. Yeah, I know. I didn't, didn't say Calzone. It. Right. You would think he would get that too. But... Yeah. I try to make it harder with Calzone. <laughs> uh Christopher's incoming. Christopher, welcome to the Mark Aram show.
2: Hey Mark, how you doing?
8: What's
0: going on, brother?
2: Good, and congratulations to my good friend Alex for
8: getting that. I figured he would get that.
0: <laughs> Calzone.
8: Yeah, no, I, I, I've known Alex for like almost 20 years. He's so an he's awesome dude.
0: I love the guy. He,
8: he is.
3: Uh, listen, you asked about why there are pythons down there in Florida. Back during Hurricane Andrew, there was a reptile breeding facility that got demolished down there, and there were like
8: thousands or tens of thousands of snakes and, and iguanas and other exotic lizards that got
3: out, and they live in South Florida. And what a perfect climate for those things in which to thrive.
0: So, Absolutely, and they have no
3: natural. Yeah, they have no natural predators down there. So they're
8: they're taking out alligators and panthers and everything else down there. Yeah, Deer.
0: they're killing the the, uh, the natural uh, residents, the habitat there. I watched this amazing. And if you guys have Xfinity On Demand, you can search this. I think it was on uh, Nova or uh, American Experience, a documentary about turn of last century, how they they went in. And try to kill the Everglades for development, and how it backfired. They try to get all the water. Oh, it's crazy! But the Everglades are a funky, funky place. We should go down there, Chuck. I'll hunt pythons with you. Let's do it. We'll go. Me, you, and the governor. We'll go down. Absolutely. And Erickson, bring Erickson too. Oh, he'll, yeah. he'll bake he can for bake us. For it. Yeah. He'll <laughs> bake for us while we're hunting. Uh, when we come back, more of your calls and Russ in Gainesville. Plus, we got some fun stories to talk about. Finally, four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. This is the Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show and a good Friday Eve to you. Mark Aram here. You there at seven oh seven, seven seven minutes after 7 o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. My whole family now joins me. Deb Green was MIA for the first hour, filling in on our sister station, ninety seven one, The River. She's the executive producer of the program. Longoria, the stoic Eskimo on the other side of the takeout window. Low T Chuck screens your calls. Uh, we're going to have some fun tonight, by the way. That, that was, we, we hit the hard news coming out of the gate with the uh, Chip Olsen sentencing. Now we're going to have some fun. This story blew my mind. I, okay. wanted, I wanted to talk about it yesterday, but we only had it an hour. You guys have heard of Magic City? Yeah. It's probably the, now the most famous gentleman's club in Atlanta. Okay. It used to be the Gold Club back in the day. You heard you of right. it, Chuck? Magic no. City? Magic City used to be Gold Club, or Gold Club used to be the most popular? When, when Gold Club was around, it used to be the most popular. Gotcha. It's no longer around. Gotcha. Um, there was okay. the infamous Gold Club Trials. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Magic City's probably the premier nightclub now, downtown Atlanta. And full disclosure, I have been there once. Many, many years ago, my buddy took me there, and it's uh, it was an experience unlike any other. It was it was it was crazy. Yeah, I can imagine. Like, think of you know the pink pony or Tattletale. Right, right. It's nothing like that. It's completely. Do
8: they different. have strip clubs in Montana? Of course.
0: Do you they drive do, eighty miles to find one? But do there. they they fly women in?
8: Nah, there's 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 girls that go on traveling circuits.
0: Oh, okay. And so horse and carriage traveling of, circuits. We got a lot of them from Seattle. <laughs> horse and carriage. No, <laughs> a lot that's of them right. From Seattle. Because in, uh, when I went to school in Poughkeepsie, New York. Uh, there was a club called Smiles, and there were there were girls that would yep. come and they would travel. Yep. None of We'd them came from every three weeks, Whitefish. Weeks. Yeah. yeah, interesting. All right, so uh, the reason I bring this up, Deb Green found the story. Um, the the uh, shoe models at this gentleman's club, just in case there's kids listening, can make upwards of eight to ten thousand dollars a night. Mm-hmm. Say that again. Eight to ten thousand. Dollars wow. a night in just, just tips. In just tips, I don't think they're getting hour. I don't think they're yeah, What do they get an, an hourly rate? a two thirteen? I think it's all waitresses? contract work. <laughs> yeah. Um, average night, two grand. <laughs> yeah.
8: They're all going to med school, though. So that well, that is true. That
0: but some yeah, on the big gotta... nights, sometimes it takes two or three hours for them after their shift ends just it's to count, count the it. tips. Yeah. The problem is, and this is what this there's I guess there's a documentary coming out about this. These girls are making a hundred thousand dollars a year. But they're not saving anything because because they what come from they party. well, well. I mean, I'm not judging because you know most of these girls are young, right? I would imagine.
1: Yeah, they're right out of high school. Right yes. out of high
0: school, they come from poor backgrounds where that they, they, that kind of money was non-existent, right? And if if you grew up in in uh, poor conditions, and all of a sudden you're making two thousand dollars a night, you have no uh, background on how to to manage your finances. And yeah, this yeah. one of this girl says. After working there a week, she's like, I, "I realized I can eat lobster every night of the week, so that's what they do." They, they
1: I like how that was her thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. that, I can get yeah. a really nice house. I can right. relate.
0: I can I relate can, to that though. I'm not even 16. I can eat lobster every day. I, I can. Re- not even 16. <laughs> I can relate to that though because when I you know when I first started making here, I was I was making peanuts and then slowly built up and then I got once I started doing TV full time, I got a nice bump and it was like I, I can for the first time in my life. I can order anything off the menu. You know, I, I was yeah. so ingrained to be like, what's the right, cost? Yeah, like, what am I going to get here? Uh, that was just the way I was raised. Like, my mom would be like, all right, anything $5 and under you can get off yep. the menu. I, I'll get the cheeseburger, you know? And then to, it, it made, uh, I got to the point where I, the, the, I mean, the, the prices on the menu still mattered, but I had the realization like, oh, I don't have to just look at the chicken, I can look right. at the steaks now. I can look at the seafoods now. Bison steaks. Bison that steak can buy a bison steak for Longoria. <laughs> yeah, so I relate to them not being able. I mean, because if you're not taught how to be responsible with your money, it's it's you're not it, going to be. You're not going to be. And we see that with athletes too. Oh. And at their age, I mean, if when I was 20, and if you were giving me two grand a day, forget it. Yeah. I, I would have been so. But that that blew my mind. Eight to ten thousand on a good night, Longoria. Oh, yeah. We need to get in shape. You
1: should have never quit dancing. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <that> <laughs> yeah. So uh, your thoughts on that. But but here's how, how I want to tackle the subject. Was there a point in your life where you got money for a job that you were just like blown away? Like, oh, my God. Like, I can't believe I just got this much money. For me, I was uh, in high school, and my buddy Aaron Lefkowski, Low House we called him, um, <laughs> called me up. He's like, hey, do you do anything? It was like a Saturday afternoon. Uh, he's like, you do anything? I'm like, no. He goes, do you have a suit? I'm like, yeah. He goes, all right. Put on a suit and meet, meet me at Driscoll's funeral home. I was like, "What? <laughs> Who died?" He goes, "No, no. They need they need a couple of people to help out for a funeral." So I went down there, put on a suit, literally did nothing. Like directed people. Oh, the you know, I just stood there looking handsome in my in my blue suit and said, "Hey, uh, the uh, Jenkins funeral is to the left. The uh, O'Reilly funeral is to the whatever." And I was there for maybe an hour and a half, and the the mortuary that's how I pronounce it, mortician? Sure. Mortician? Mortician, yeah. Gave me a $100 bill. And I was like, holy, I was like, I'm going to become this guy. I want to be, so that <laughs> that's the one case in my life where I was just blown away by doing a job and getting so much money for it. Do you have any similar situations like that, Longoria, in your life? Probably the first time I got full time, like in radio. Yeah. You know, I'd,
5: I'd had little jobs here and there, sure. but I'd never made like a salary yeah. of any sort. You got that you know? first and big paycheck?
0: Like, yeah, yeah. I can go buy anything now. You what, know? what about you, Chuck? Working construction was there? Yeah, any- I was just going to
8: say the very first job that I bid out by myself when I was when I got to be an independent contractor, and that first huge paycheck yeah. came in, and I realized that I had. Paid all the materials. I had no overhead. Like this was all my money. Yeah. I sat and stared at that check for like three days yeah. before I deposited it. It. I, I. I. couldn't believe it. I was like, I could go buy a, a truck with this. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, I went wild. You know. I. But yeah, it was. It was crazy. I. I. I'd, I'd never seen that amount of money before. Let alone thought that. Oh, now I don't have to. I, I can. Uh, oh, you mean yeah. I can get the the more expensive cable package? Exactly. now? But like that was, <laughs> I what was I, that was finally, what I yeah. thought. Yeah.
0: You can eat lobster every day. Yeah. Uh, one other thing, when I first started waiting tables in college, um, I, I I'll remember this vividly. It was an older couple came in, and I'll, I'll remember the the order for the rest of my life. The woman had chicken franchise, which is like a chicken lemon sauce kind of thing, and the guy she ordered for the guy, he's she's like he wants the broiled sole, no butter. With broccoli, no butter. Like apparently, like he was on a strict bubble. So their check was like twenty five bucks, and they left me a hundred percent tip, like twenty five dollars on a twenty five dollar bill. I was like, oh my god, this is unbelievable. <laughs> and they would come in like once a month, and I would, be like, that's my table. I've I've got them. That's me. It was uh, so any any stories like that where you you know you, you thought it was like life changing kind of money for something you did because that's what that is for these for these girls and they're girls, let's be honest. Uh 404 872 one 800 WSB Talk. Russ joins us in Gainesville, Georgia. Russ, welcome to the show.
7: Hey. Come here a minute. I want to talk to you.
0: What's going on, buddy? Hey
5: Mark. Hey I just found out something really cool about my new girlfriend. <laughs> if I could share with you it's just, it's just really neat. I'm so happy. I would love to hear this. I said, hey, uh, the day I met you on the square, she goes, you didn't meet me on the square, you met me on Valentine's Day when you gave me that candy. I was like, what? See, on Valentine's Day, I didn't have a girlfriend, and I bought a big box of candy, and I thought, well, I'll give this to somebody, but I don't know who, who will I give it to? Well, I was walking by this restaurant, and there was a pretty girl sitting there in front of this restaurant, and I walked by her, and I turned back around, I said, she's the one. And I gave that box of candy to that girl, and I said, you're my Valentine, and I walked away, but I didn't know it, and she's—it's her, it's her—the girl I got now that is so cool.
0: And you're calling her the—the the breaking news of this whole call is you're actually referring to her as your girlfriend now. Yes, yeah, she's 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 my girl. I hope she's my girlfriend.
5: I've been with her how long? we gonna been together like four or five days now. Well,
0: that's an eternity yeah. in the life of Russ. Yeah, that is. <laughs> That's like seven years. <laughs> I can't week.
5: believe she's the one. It's I like gave dog her years. Community to. That's so cool. <laughs>
0: uh, that's awesome. And what's her name again? Joy. Joyanne jo- is her proper name. That we call her Joy. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Four four days and going strong, Russ, in Gainesville. I'm very proud of you, my friend. And it's going to be chilly Thank tonight, you. so you keep her nice and warm, okay, buddy?
5: Oh yeah, we're going to this like Leonard Skinner concert thing down the road here because she likes them. Is it yeah. a, a cover band? Yeah, cover band. She's 30 years old. She loves Leonard Skinner, so She's there's a cover 30? band. Yep. Oh,
0: my goodness, Russ. <laughs> Tell her it's the real Leonard Skinner. <laughs> and not, yeah, uh, cover she band. won't even know she it's a know. cover band. She'll it's think the it's the, the real Leonard Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Russ. Well, enjoy your weekend, buddy. Very happy for you. Thank you, Mark. Russ in a full-time, committed, long-term wow, relationship. Wow, four days, Longoria. That's yeah. that's impressive. Can you think of someone that's lasted four consecutive days with Russ before? Four
1: days. Now. Yeah. I know they come on and off, right? Exactly. Like it's two days, and he finds someone else, and then maybe another two days. He's
0: he's mm-hmm. literally like a human sheep herder. You know, he's just, he's just wandering the hills, trying, trying to get the sheep back in line. He doesn't line. even remember who he's giving yeah, stuff Yeah, he does to. He, There's so many sheep, you know, yeah. he does, unless you got them tagged. Like I gave you Candy when? Yeah, like, he doesn't I don't even remember that. That's just Johnny Appleseed throwing out Valentine's Day candy, <laughs> hoping something sticks. Uh, Russ's neighbor Daniel in Gainesville joins us on the show. Daniel, are, are you familiar with Russ in Gainesville?
9: I I am not, but I would like to say at my age, uh, he's four days. I'm glad it lasts four minutes. (laughs) Amen, sir. That's the way it is. Hey, but look, um, great show. Mark here great show. Catch it every day here at WSB. Almost every day would be a far lesser community without WSB. Thank you, sir. I I mean, I mean that. But I'd like to touch on this Olsen situation if I could. Yeah, please. Go ahead. Okay. um, Gosh, uh, I'm a veteran and I have law enforcement and family, and so I'm kind of a split thing on the emotion around this thing. This is tragedy in all regards, absolute tragedy in all regards of the situation. But here's the thing is, I don't see anything with the conviction of this Officer Olson where he was ill intent shot this guy, whether it's mistake or error. Again, it's tragedy on all parts, but I, I, I would have that entire jury deadlocked forever had I been on it.
0: Uh, you know, well, they were on the murder charges. They were they they did not come uh, to an agreement on the murder charges. That's why he was acquitted on those. So he, here uh, this is a very it's a very difficult case. And I'm and like you, Daniel, I got a lot of friends and family that are in law enforcement. And I've been asking them about this, even even uh, guys that I went to college with that are not in Georgia, that are you know law enforcement in Virginia and New York and right. Connecticut. And and to to a man, I don't think I have any female law enforcement friends that I went to college with, but to a man, they've all said, well, you know we're trained to handle that situation better than that officer did. Uh, for example, one of them told me uh, if that was me, you, you're trained to you know, use your baton at that as a first, you know, method of of, of removal of the situation. If he was coming at him, you could easily, uh, you know, got him uh, away or subdued with the baton. That's why you also have a taser. You have other things at your at your disposal. Uh, they they, I mean, they're not you know, um burying the, the DeKalb police officer, but they were saying they would have handled it differently. They've been in those situations where you don't need to pull your gun as as the first uh, option.
9: Without question, he blew it. It's huge error. And on both sides of that thing we have a veteran that's 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 dead. We have a law enforcement officer going to, to prison and I'm a blue lives matter kind of guy. Sure, sure. All the way down the center line. The, the really uh, just... sad
0: part of this though, Daniel, and because because he was a veteran and he, he um he loved law enforcement. So when that when right. the police arrived, he was excited. He's like, because he was off his meds. You know, he was bipolar. He's yeah. off his meds, and he was happy that the police were there. He's like, oh, the police are my friends. They'll help me. That's what makes it so sad. But I can see, you know, a naked guy running at you. That that can be threatening. Sure, it's just a tough situation. Tough situation all around. Rest in peace to the to the deceased. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB Talk. We'll be right back with more recalls. Friday edition of the mark Aram show mark Aram on 95.5 wsb atlantis news and talk 404-872-0751-800 wsb talk be nice to chuck when you call in today his uh favorite presidential candidate Beta o'rourke dropped out today so chuck's a little uh he's a little sensitive heartbroken. he's a little sensitive today so be nice to him joe's in stockbridge georgia joe welcome to the program how you doing what's going on joe
10: Oh, man, I love your show. Thank you, buddy. Uh, uh, my question was, not a question, a statement. Officer Olson, have you ever been to a gun range and did target
0: practice? I'm, I'm assuming he went through some sort of firearm training to get in the academy. He started late as a police officer. He joined the, the force at 42, which is kind of weird. Yeah,
10: but what I'm trying to say, have you ever went to a gun range? Yes. And practice? Okay, what do you see in front of you? Do you just see the the, the target part of your body?
0: Yeah. Shoot you shoot to kill to shoot uh-huh, yeah,
10: you're not trained to shoot people in the legs, shoot no, them no, no. whatever I think if they take a little bit of time to do that, um it's just a tragedy all the way around, so you think but they should
0: they should be trained not to shoot to kill is is what like shoot', I, shoot I, them in the kneecap I think first they be all the
10: way around were you trained to take somebody down, yeah, or if it's a situation where your life is truly threatened, yeah, it's time to shoot them, but if you got another way to go about doing it, i yeah. I'm not talking about a taser. everybody to say react is different in that situation, but that's a lie because you're not in that situation, so you don't know how you would react. Yeah. Does that make
0: sense? I, I'm just glad I will never be, hopefully never be in that situation. But again, most of my friends that are police officers said that's, that's not the first thing you go to. You go to the baton first. You go to the, the taser second, mace, sometimes you have it. The, the first thing shouldn't be, especially when you know the call came in as a demented person. So you, you know going in that this person's, you know, got issues. Uh, Larry's in Powder Springs. What's going on, Larry? How you doing, sir? Excellent. What's going on?
7: Love your show, Mark. Thanks, Larry. You guys always make me laugh. I know where um, the rock is going to live. Is it is it off of Macklin Road? It's off of uh, Lost Mountain Road. Okay. Near... Near Macklin road. Okay, yeah.
0: I, I thought I that might the actual, be.
7: If I give you the actual road, he might be swamped with visitors. Yeah,
0: no, no. Uh, I, don't, I don't want you to do that. I, I Listen, I think it's pretty it cool. an
7: awesome place, but the story is. Well, can you, can you hang this, on, Larry? When this was originally okay, Larry, built.
0: Larry, hang on through the news because I want to hear that story, okay? Okay, Mark. Larry's going to tell us the story about the Rock's new house. We're talking about shoe models. And uh, how much time do you waste in a day? That's coming up next on The Mark Aram Show.
7: This is Henry Winkler. How are you? And you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. How lucky are you?
10: He packed in the animals two by two. Ox, a camel, and a kangaroo. Packed him in that ox so tight. I couldn't get no sleep that night. Roll the 736,
0: 50 degrees and drop it on good old Peachtree Street. Mark M. and the Bananas at your beck and call till 8 in the p.m. Uh, Yesterday was uh, Halloween, so Low T and Longo were off yesterday trick-or-treating with the kids. How did that go, Longoria? Was good, but it was cold. It was cold, but it was not raining though. That No, was, yeah, that yeah. was the best part. And the the girls dressed as Rapunzel and Evie from the Descendants Three. It's a, a- Disney movie. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, but you guys they had a good time, get oh, yeah, a lot of candy?
5: Yeah, yeah oh yeah, a lot.
0: Any bad candy with any bad neighbors that no, gave you raisins or anything? No. Well, no, no, no. What no. one, one little Starbucks had um, uh, glitter on it, and my my daughter was like, "Oh, it's bad!" Like she thought like they tampered with it. <laughs> oh, like, it's bad. It just it's got glitter on it. Yeah. it sounds it like it an eighty year old woman. Yeah. Cool. yeah she what does. about what about you? Chuckles. How was the trick or treat? It was with-
8: good. It, it, she, Elle's got cold fast, um, but she made I don't know half dozen houses all by herself. Walked up and mumbled, "Trick or treat, thank you." And, <laughs> what was she dressed as? Uh, she was a little spider, and Jennifer was a Orkin man, and I was a spider web.
0: A little spider. Yeah. All right. She's cute. So I made fun of the, the urban myth that razors and candies. It actually yeah, happened in, in my home state of Connecticut. Oh, really? In, uh, in Crapfest that is known as Waterbury. <laughs> Waterbury police said, they, the, the brass city, by the way, is Waterbury. They made an arrest after razor blades were found in candy bags on Halloween. 37-year-old Jason Raz of Waterbury was arrested and charged with risk of injury to a minor, reckless endangerment, and interfering with a police officer. Police received two separate incredible reports of razor blades found in candy bags Bags at around 7 p.m. The Good blades were him. loose in the bags. So no reports of of candy of blades being in the candy. So I don't know. The guy just... So
1: it's like they were trick-or-treating and he threw them in with the candy? Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, no, he, he yeah. wasn't yeah. So you're like... So you like reaching it was...
0: around, maybe you'd He was a lazy, of... yeah. a lazy, crazy man. Instead of putting them in... Yeah, he didn't even put them in the him candy? In the no, yeah. he just no, threw he just them threw loose him into in, the bag. <laughs> well, that's... that's not, yeah, out of a moron. So apparently that is still a thing. So be careful next Thanksgiving. Halloween. How, Gee, you were calling it Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving I am just waiting for Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm so waiting for hungry. Thanksgiving. Exactly right. Got another month. Uh, all right, so Larry was going to tell us about the Rock's new home in Powder Springs. Larry, thanks for hanging on through the news, buddy.
7: Oh, you're more than welcome. Uh, it's been very interesting listening to everything while I was on break here. That's what we do. But last night we had uh, wonderful children come through our neighborhood uh, for Halloween, and the parents were there. Uh, there were groups of kids. Now let's get back to the rocks. Yes, here. the rocks. Originally, home. originally, yes. Um, originally, um, the scuttlebutt was that this home was being built by Paul Newman uh, for his lovely wife, and so you can tell how old because Paul Newman has been passed for what six, seven, eight years. Quite a quite a Something long like time, like that. Yes, but anyway. Uh, the the property is absolutely beautiful. The horse barn, most people could live in. Um, it is off of Lost Mountain Road near Macklin mm-hmm. in Powder Springs. And the original builder, the story is that it was built by Paul Newman. And then it came to be that it was a uh, Paul Newman that was a high-powered criminal attorney in the Atlanta metro area that
0: actually built it for his wife. Oh, so it was not Paul Newman. Okay. Well, thanks for clearing that up, Larry. Mike is up next on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mike, what's going on?
2: Hey, Mark, what's going on? I was calling to talk to you about the the shoe models. Yes. Eight to ten grand a, uh, a night on some nights. That's
0: amazing.
2: Well, you know, the honest thing is I work in the shoe model industry, as I've been doing it for almost 20 years. Those numbers are a tad misleading. Uh, there's a small percentage of girls who make eight to ten grand a night.
9: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, maybe, maybe three or four girls in a night, or maybe ten percent, fifteen percent of all the girls that work in a club make that kind of money. Okay, but the vast majority are probably pulling down, you know, fifty grand a year. And then there's, of course, a good chunk that are making, you know, one hundred fifty bucks, two hundred bucks
0: a night. Yeah. So day shift. We call that day easy. shift. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking call about the C, <laughs> the, the, the C squad. The C squad. <laughs> so, so according to this thing, uh, and I, I guess it's they're, they're going to do a documentary on this.
1: Yeah, it actually looks pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah,
0: it does. Uh, the average girl would would make a thousand to fifteen hundred. The better girls would make two thousand to three thousand. And on the rare, not every night, but on a rare night, they'd make eight to ten grand.
2: Yeah, on a rare night, eight to ten grand is not out of question. They're not especially some of the bigger clubs like Magic City, Pony, Cheetah those kinds of places there that's that's completely li- realistic but yeah. you know those numbers give people a lot of false hope T- take it from me we get a lot of girls coming in and they think okay i'm making four grand tonight here we go and i'm like no baby you might yeah. make a hundred dollars a day if you're not careful
0: so that's still okay i could live on a hundred dollars a day i don't think i would make that if i was a a shoe model but uh, interesting. From uh, from shoe models to Brittany from Access Atlanta on what's going on in town this weekend. Joining us on the program as she does every Friday from our partners at Access Atlanta, it's Brittany Tenenbaum. How are you, Britt?
4: I am great. How are you?
0: I am exhausted.
4: I know you're tired. I you had so a long tired. day yesterday.
0: Yesterday was the worst. I mean, I'm glad I had fun. Right. Um, Halloween was great. Everyone here uh, on the radio side of things dressed up in amazing costumes. It was really really cool. But what was the best? Um, I
4: didn't come down here, so I didn't see anything.
0: Uh, Demarco was Little John. Uh, <laughs> he he killed it. He looked awesome. But okay. everyone had really good. Co- I didn't dress up. I just wore the orange tie on TV. But it was fun. All but right,
4: I, I saw that. That looked good.
0: Yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be sleeping much of the weekend. But if I were to go out and about, there's a ton of stuff going on this weekend.
4: Correct. So if you want to brave the cold, it's not going to be as chilly as it is uh, this morning. I don't believe. I think we're in like the 40s and 50s tomorrow. I can deal with that. Um, so Chastain Park Fall Arts Festival is going down. There's tons of food trucks and beer, wine, uh, lots of arts and crafts to purchase a kid zone and a lot more to do. Admission for that is free. That's going down on Saturday and Sunday. Okay, You can check that out if you have a jacket and you want to be cold. <laughs> um, also, if you want to be cold, there is the Chomp and Stomp. Now, this is a pretty pretty famous yeah, uh, Chili Fest yeah. and Bluegrass Festival. So they're going to have live music and an artist market. Great food, drinks, and of course a chili cook-off. Tickets for the chili tasting are ten dollars. Just make sure there's a bathroom nearby.
0: Absolutely, I've been before. There are <laughs> yeah. ample porta potties available for. Okay, there you go. Yes, for your use.
4: <laughs> oh, they should make like a VIP bathroom. <laughs>
0: they might have one.
4: Really? Yeah, I think
0: I remember. I didn't go in the regular porta potty. There yeah. was like a fancier one that I got went it. To.
4: I would want someone like outside, like cleaning. You know, going inside, just Every making time. sure Absolutely. exactly. That would be worth the extra $10 uh, <laughs> band for me. Um, and then what else do we got? We got the Taste and Brews Country Fest, which is going down in Canton. And that is on Saturday and Sunday too. They're going to have tons of good southern food and brews, wow. and they're going to have an artist market, live music, a kid zone. Admission to that is free as well. Kid
0: zones are big. Everyone's got a kid zone.
4: I know. I mean, the adults want to drink, and they want their kids to have <laughs> so you just something drop to your do. kid off in the corral. Yeah, like go go on that bouncy house. Like Fantastic. knock yourself out for an hour. All right, Kids zone. Um, got it. Exactly. And then Sandy Springs uh, not Wine Week. Sandy Springs Restaurant Week Ooh. is happening uh, through the. 9th of November.
0: Everyone keeps talking about a sushi place in Sandy Springs. Have you heard?
4: District M?
0: I think that might be it. Have you been Yeah, here it's yet? good. Okay. I'll tell
4: you what's really good yeah. though. is Fudo. Okay. It's a place in Chambly. It's right. right around the corner from where we live and it is it is so good. I really? mean, it is F-U-T-O? it's not like FUDO.
0: Fudo, okay.
4: Fudo and um I, uh, we've, we went there for my mom's uh, birthday on Monday night and it's just consistently great sushi. They do a really good job. The
0: problem is there's so many good restaurants in Chambly that I, it's like, if you don't know where to go. True. You'll miss it. So but if you
4: want that. sushi, I this is the sushi. place to go. It's extremely reasonable. It's okay. a really good, they have a great patio. Um, it's just like a really cool environment, a great bar. And, um, tell me when you want to go. Cause I'll have the hookup for, Beautiful. You, for yes. you guys to, to go out there and. <laughs> Get your sashimi on. Excellent. And then if you don't want to be outside, which there are people that do not want to brave the cold... You can go to the Painted Duck. So we went over there in I've Midtown. I've heard of that place. It's pretty cool. So they opened the Painted Pin uh, in Buckhead, or yeah. sorry, Miami Circle. I yeah, guess I've been it's there. Buckhead, and that's regular bowling. Yeah. So then they opened the Painted Duck, which is duck pin bowling. Okay. And I got a whole lesson in what the difference.
0: It's h- so hard. Duck pin bowling so is so hard. So hard. So
4: hard. I thought it was going to be. You know, I'm like a pretty good bowler. Yeah. I don't like do it regularly. You know, it's
0: harder than that. I don't know if you've ever heard of candlestick bowling. No. That's big in, like, New England, candlestick bolt. It's, like, literally the pins are as thin as a candlestick.
4: Yeah, I'm not doing that. Like,
0: if you get, like, a 60 uh, for a score, you're you're good.
4: Yeah, I mean, duck pin was, like... It's fun. ...hard for me, but the, the best thing about painted duck is that they have all these really cool uh, other social pub games yeah. that are popular in England and all these other places. So Justin Amick is the... Uh, founder of both the pin and the duck yeah. and we interviewed him and he showed me all their different you know games that they have it's a huge place i gotta check
0: you know maybe we can do my show there live yeah That'd be oh fun. my god he would love it all right we'll and we'll they have a,
4: a, a little secret karaoke room maybe we can i'm do not gonna do there.
0: karaoke <laughs> although this morning i did sing on channel two uh baby it's cold outside
4: baby, baby it's, it's cold, outside. cold outside real
0: quick Britt. um back to halloween did you dress up
4: So, I didn't. I wore, like, a ski hat because it was cold outside, Mm -hmm. and it had been a minute since I actually had to do the rounds for trick-or-treating, and we went to um, a pretty cool neighborhood with pretty big houses, so it was, like... It was kind of like an obstacle course, like going long up. Long driveways. Long driveways, hills. I mean, you really had to work for those yeah. Reese's, you know? I mean, uh, <laughs> Brody, yeah, he well, was, good. He was coming down, calories. he was like out of breath, and was like, next house, let's get it. Yeah. And um, we, we always took pillowcases. That's
0: what I did as a kid. Too. Yeah.
4: that's the best, it's the only yeah. way to go, because it can carry everything, it's durable, um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a fun but cold, you know, Halloween night. You brought
0: up big houses. um, The Rock bought a big house in Powder Springs. Did you see that story? Oh, really? Uh, Like, uh, because he's
4: doing so many movies here. Yeah,
0: it's like a nine point five million dollar mansion in Powder Springs. Uh, Check out the story. It's on. uh, I think it's on WSBTV. We need Dwayne
4: to come in studio and be a a guest on the Aram show. But
0: apparently, it's only thirty minutes from the airport, so it's perfect for uh, a celebrity that's got to fly in and out. And that's probably
4: why he bought it. You know.
0: Uh, next year, we'll go trick or treating at the Rocks House. Yeah,
4: we'll go to Powder Springs. It's exactly. going down at the Rocks House <laughs> in Powder Springs, baby.
0: With a pillowcase. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Brittany, all this stuff's available on WSBTV.com. Tell us how we find out more about Access Atlanta and you yes. on so social media.
4: on the social medias, we are at Access ATL on Instagram. I'm at Britt Elise. You can watch the full Access Atlanta show on our WSB Now stream. And uh, that's on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon, Fire Stick. What am I missing?
0: Roku, you said? Roku, yeah. Amazon. All of the good stuff. All,
4: all, of this, all of the streaming uh, places. And actually, our weekend events is going to be, I believe, uh, on air tomorrow at 7 a.m. Oh, excellent. I'm not on, getting up
0: that early, but on the TVs, might. Uh, You won't get up I'll at 7 a.m. for me? Not on a Saturday. <laughs> I'll set my DVR. You.
4: I don't blame you. My all mom right. said she would, and I'm like, you're a good mom. This
0: is Tenenbaum. Yes. Tennenbaum. Deb.
4: I should bring her in here. Please. She Absolutely. Have some good stories.
0: Absolutely. Or we'll just have sushi at Fudo. Yeah.
4: There you in
0: go. Yeah. Britt, have a great weekend. You buddy. too. Brittany Tannenbaum from Access Atlanta. A lot of fun stuff going on this weekend. Schlongoria. if you going uh, you to have plans this weekend? You got anything? We're just going to lay low this weekend. Yeah, me too. A lot of sleep and a lot of eating. Yeah. I'm just going to, and a lot of candy. I'm going to, uh, you know what? I, I think I'm done with candy. Really? I ate so much of it yesterday and today. Oh gosh. Yeah. I think I'm done. Just take a
8: break. That is great right, right that there. Is
0: hector but I did th- th- so there's so much candy uh in the newsroom this morning and I ate a lot of it but I also grabbed a lot I pulled a Hubbard and, and st- but it was up for grabs <laughs> you just some. took one though right just like Hubbard you yeah just, just took t- one. T- t- one piece <laughs> no I, I took like six Reese's peanut butter cups home for for later a uh, later date a later date Uh we got one segment to go and star of the show coming up on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. Friday, live in studio with Deb Green, Longo, and Low T. It's the Mark Aram Show on 95.5 WSB. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis
7: News
2: and Talk.
0: Final segment of the program, closing out the work week with JC and Jefferson. JC, welcome to the program, buddy. Good. I haven't
3: gotten the radio yesterday
8: because I don't know what happened there because I called in yesterday and I got nowhere.
0: Oh really? Well, I was—I uh, only did an hour yesterday, and I was in for Von Hessler real quick. Did you have a good th- uh, Halloween? I almost said Thanksgiving yeah. again.
3: You don't have time I do a knock knock for you.
0: Go ahead, real quick.
2: Okay, knock knock. Who's there? Dog.
0: Dog who? Dog that
2: goes both both can't stop barking.
0: <laughs> have a <laughs> great weekend, buddy. Uh, Ashley's in Riverdale. Ashley, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. How are you? How are you doing, Mark? Excellent. What's going on, buddy?
10: Hey, I'm a former police officer. I did 15 years in law enforcement, and I did uh, um, several years in homicide with the agencies I worked for. Thank and you for your talk service. talk about the Robert
0: Olson case a little bit. Yeah, please.
10: Um, There's a lot of things that were quite that are that, that just a lot of bad decisions were made by Mr. Robert Olson when he uh, decided to use deadly force on that occasion. You see a naked guy coming at you with his hands out, and obviously he's not armed. You could have went to Leslie for force. I tell my rookies when I used to train them like there's nothing wrong with getting back in your car and went for back at the show up. Yeah. Um so in that aspect, I mean, I would have I mean, I would have gone down on them um pretty hard if I was in a jury be- being that I was a law enforcement officer. And another thing is the district attorney um charging with murder was a little bit of an overreach.
0: Yeah, I um, thought manslaughter, like a, would been, uh, uh, manslaughter would have been a more appropriate charge. Manslaughter yeah. would have been a more
10: appropriate charge. That way, it gives the, you know. Uh,
0: here's the deal. Uh, again, thanks for the call, Ashley. We we got to run. Um, you know what? Some people just aren't meant to be police officers. Maybe you know, Officer Olson was one of them. And there are bad people in every profession. There are bad people in every profession. Not bad people, but people are bad at their job in every profession. And law enforcement is no uh, no different. I'm not saying that bad people are in every profession while looking at you, Longoria. I don't mean that. You're amazing at your profession. And
1: now, are you guys ready for the Mark Arams? Show? Uh I'm
0: getting started the show. I worked my tail off yesterday and today. Well, don't give me that look. You took a half a day. Took a whole day, but I was here the whole day today. Yeah, you ran the Erickson Network. Good job. That's, that's 8000 to $10,000 a day. <laughs> I wish. Uh, we got a big week of shows next week, Millennial Match Game, all that fun stuff. We will continue the conversation over the weekend on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram, Facebook Mark Aram WSB. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Sleepy little
8: baby. Yippers. Guests of the Mark Aram show stay at the All Suite
1: Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's magnificent mile.